And they now have a network that spans more than a handful of states with volunteers documenting and taking down illegally placed religious material on utility poles and overpasses across the country. And they call themselves Atheist Street Pirates, which is a great name. That's such a great name. And the and name of my first book. There, there you go. <laughs> In your, was, in your think, forthcoming think, solo album. I was going to say, I think the band Switchfoot renamed itself. Renamed yeah. itself to Atheist uh, that, Street Pirate. That is Welcome to episode 258 of Pub Theology Live, a weekly conversation on life and faith over a craft brew pint, a fine wine, or whatever happens to be in your glass. On today's episode, the Reverend Shannon Weston, Ogan Holder, and your truly Brian Burkoff address and engage what's happening through a theological lens with a good brew in hand. So whether you're a longtime listener or new to the show... Would you like even more content? Because you know you would. Starting at just $7 a month, you'll get access to pre and post show banter and merchandise like a Pub Theology Live pint glass, which I do not have to show you because I'm drinking coffee today. <laughs> so sign up at patreon.com slash PT Live. Today we'll be discussing um, when bad things happen to good people. Atheist street pirates. You heard that, right? And reversing the aging process, Ogan's going to give us all his tips. So, exactly. <laughs> what are we drinking today? And and we also get to play Where in the World is Ogan Holder, which I think we're going to be playing from here until the end of the season. So we Ooh. can also play that game while Ooh. we're doing it. That's so, Brian, game. let's start with you. What it are you drinking? As, it oh. won't be as exciting as you think it is. All right. Brian, what are you drinking today? All right. So I am drinking a local beer, New Holland Hazy River, New England style IPA. And on the side of the can, it says for Hazelle times. That's a Dutch word. If you watch the one of the most recent episodes of Ted Lasso that came up a few times because the show was oh, okay. in Amsterdam. It was. Amsterdam, if you watch um, <laughs> or if you listen to... My dad wrote a porno. <laughs> Ogan, what are you drinking today? And where are you tuning in from? <laughs> uh, tuning in from the old stomping grounds of Washington, D.C. Hey. I am back stateside, um, staying with friends in the Northwest. And I am drinking nothing because two reasons. One, it is my dry week. Remember my whole pledge to the, uh, wean myself off, off, the, uh, off the devil's juice. Um, and also, uh, I was late and I just rushed in the house. I'm like, I'm not even going to stop for glass of water. I'm just going to get on, get on the, the zoom call here. Cause yeah. Um, love DC, especially in the springtime I could do without just the random unexpected traffic that happens because somebody made a poor driving decision. Hopefully it didn't cost any lives, but accidents backups the whole thing and i purposefully scheduled this trip i had to make uh 
when there wasn't supposed to be traffic. And I was like, oh, it's time. Oh, that's supposed to be word. Isn't that lovely? <laughs> don't, don't, so you so you don't have a beverage, but when you're on a dry week, Ogan, what's kind of a go-to substitute? Do you drink tea or juice or what, what you know? I mean, I don't necessarily sub it with anything. I just continue drinking whatever I was drinking before, which is generally mostly water. And yes, I'll do tea, the occasional uh, cup of coffee. Um, That's about it. I mean, most juices are just sugar. So yeah. What about a non-alcohol beer? Would you do that? Yes, I would do that if I found a good one. Um, Yeah. 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 Yeah, I tried. I've tried all kinds and like, I can't find a good one. Yeah. And then if I go out with friends or something and they're like, oh, have you a mocktail? Mocktails just make me sad because I (laughs) always drink a mocktail. And And it's really just juice and seltzer. Right, you know, like and some and a little menthol, and, you know, exactly yeah. to make it feel fancy. Every time I drink a, men- uh, a a mocktail, it just makes me wish I was drinking a real cocktail. Yeah, and it makes yeah. me sad. So I don't need oh. to anymore. I just I just go with water, and sure. it's only wow. tiny violin. <laughs> yeah, you asked. You asked. I, I did ask. I did ask. Okay, now don't give me don't give me heat for my answer. So, Shannon, what do you got today? I. Um, if you listen to our pre-show, if you will become a patron and listen, you will find out where I was on my birthday last week. But when I came home, um, my birthday present was an espresso machine. So I now am getting my afternoon lattes and I have, I am, I'm just beginning to learn, but I made a honey lavender syrup. So this is my attempt, first attempt on a honey lavender latte and wow. it is delicious because I do like honey lavender. I'm not a big, like it's an unusual combo for me, but I've tried it. I've liked it, but they're, they're usually a little too sweet, too on the sweet side. So the nice thing about making it at home is you can control that. So here I am it, with just my hint. It, it makes a great ice cream flavor. If you've not had honey lavender, ice cream. Oh, oh, it's so a surprise. Good. Like it is not something I would think I would like in coffee or, you know, whatever. But like, it's surprisingly delicious. So that's what I'm having because I have um, stuff all afternoon and tonight, actually, I have a I have a gig tonight. So <sighs> need to caffeinate and not drink beer. Sorry, Brian. Yes, yes. <laughs> Next week, I should be able to drink beer. <laughs> you got work to do. I am happy for work to do. I'm happy for, yes. for that. So great. Good to go. On to today's topics. So our opening question is uh, hypothetical. Suppose someone gives you billboard space for free. We'll just say a single billboard. What would you put on it? Do better, (laughs) y'all. Signed, Ogan. Ogan. (laughs) Exactly. Just just do better. Ogan says, do better. Uh, be best, Ogan. Be best. You know. <laughs> right. I feel like do she better. Not, she was not all the way wrong. Okay. <laughs> I feel like do right. better and be best are very different messages. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> let's just name that. Sure. Oh my god. Sure. Sure. I think oh. the intention was there. The you know the 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 phrasing was not. Yeah. So you wouldn't give your free billboard space to, let's say, Biden 2024 campaign? Oh, God, no. 
No. <laughs> we won't Why go there. Is he running nobody, again? Nobody we won't go wants there. either Trump or Biden to run again. No, nobody, nobody We want a new it. slate. Oh we a hundred percent, like completely new. We deserve I want, a new slate. I want somebody I've never heard of before. And <laughs> and it really, you know, it's really sad because we're gonna go, we're gonna vote, we're gonna vote for Biden, and of we're not we gonna be happy about it. You right. know, and I feel I feel like we should be happy about our choices. I feel like yeah. that's why I we deserve that. Like we, we haven't had that, that since Obama. And I, we deserve that again. <laughs> I think voting numbers uh, in terms of, you know, percentage of people actually vote, it's going to be way down this thing. It will be down. Yeah. Oh, I think election. so too. Um, but I think that uh, the, the Democrats especially will fall into a complacency. And that's what worries me. It's dangerous. Yeah. It's dangerous. But listen, I didn't want us to go down that trail too far. No, no, so no. Back to the billboard. Well, and that's Jim. a that's a good, if we have time for post-show, because... I have a comment about the the diplomat, which we just watched, and blah blah blah. Oh, so anyway, pin in that. Um, so I was thinking about this, and I think mine has to be devoted to a quote. And by thinking about it, I mean in the last thirty seconds. Um, I think that like, so here's the deal. Um, the older I get, the so the more I think about this as an adult, like the more that all I want to hear over and over again is like Mr. Rogers quotes of just, right. right like be <laughs> like you're, you're special and you know, whatever. Um, so my go-to, which I think needs to be heard over and over again is the Howard Thurman, you know, um, do what makes you come alive because what the world needs is more people that are alive. Um, but then there's also this Marianne Williamson quote that I love, um, but it's too long for a billboard, right? But it starts out with our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. And like the rest of the quote is beautiful and you should absolutely look it up and read it. But like, that is something I think that all of this insecurity and inadequacy that we all kind of are walking around feeling is like it's not that we feel like our what's at the root of that is not that we aren't adequate. It's that we are more powerful than we, than we know. So whether that's do better, like Ogan said, <laughs> or, you know, like don't light your, you know, hide your light under a bushel. Like Jesus said, I don't know. Like, you know, you, you get to determine that, but nonetheless. A quote, by the way, often attributed to Nelson Mandela. It is. I mean, he quoted her. Uh, Facebook says, oh, I feel we have to say this in the podcast. Yes. I'm sorry, who is? Uh, so our Facebook stream ended because Facebook says our post goes against our community standards on nudity or sexual activity. Uh, I'm sorry, nudity. who is breastfeeding on the show? Which one of you started breastfeeding on the show? And I didn't. What is happening? <laughs> sexually explicit language like i didn't even say anything bad this time hey that's like we've said so much worse we've said so much stuff on this show I, maybe they finally that, caught up to us <laughs> is it because we said joe biden like what's happening <laughs> what okay there's no, there's uh, is it my microphone for the, for the listeners <laughs> it is looking a little uh, oh my god did you guys see the pictures of the iceberg did you see no. the iceberg you didn't oh you gotta look this up 
photographer. Uh, do we? <laughs> yes, you do. Found a piece of iceberg that had broken off, and it looks very much like male erect, genitalia. Male genitalia. It's See, now we're having sexually explicit content. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> oh, you gotta love it. Got to love it. See, my billboard works. None Do of these better. things. Do that better, we, Facebook. None of these Do things better. should go on a, on a on a billboard. Brian, is there anything you would put on a billboard? Yeah, what would I put on a billboard? <laughs> my don't worry, goodness. Don't worry about Facebook at this point. Get your get your act together, social media. If, uh, if they kick us off, sorry guys, just no, no, find it, us later. It is. I got Facebook up. It is still streaming. The stream's still going. Is it, or is it only us, like page? owners no. that can see it i don't know we'll worry about no. it later <laughs> yeah live video has ended sorry yeah it just it's just us okay. in the room <laughs> i'm gonna move i'm gonna move my microphone out yeah, just for the record we're all fully what cold. the hell no what is happening anything. i have multiple we all have multiple layers on here guys we're not yeah. even like yeah, we're all wearing i'm not even bare armed <laughs> right now we're not even Honoring the Second Amendment, our, our right to bear arms. I am Senate rules at this point. We're we're wearing sweatshirts and hoodies because <laughs> it's, it's cold outside. <laughs> like, oh my gosh! Oh, so God. on my billboard, I am sympathetic to something around you know, be kind, love each other, do better. I mean, like honestly, like just some positive thing that will make people. And so I guess I wouldn't want it in a scoldy way, which do better yeah. sounds like it's kind of like you know suck it up and and you know you've you've been screwing up to but something that makes people smile and and want to do better but how but how do you phrase that i don't know so okay. go ahead okay. Jim. well i was gonna say the best <laughs> this is so weird what came to my mind when you said that is the best compliment i've ever received and it was from my uh one of my sisters my stepsister and she said shannon you know that tom petty song like you belong among the wildflowers she goes, I, I can't think of that song without thinking about you. And like, that was the greatest compliment. And I just love the phrase. And I, I listen to the song all the time when I'm like needing that. But I have it on my, like I have a sticker of it on my computer. So I feel like that's a way of doing that in this positive, like, you know, whatever. So I love that song. Thank you, Tom Petty. Yes. I love that song too. I think, I think um, a good message also for something to make you think is you know are you should you really be afraid of all the things they're telling you to be afraid of right ah um, good because because yes. i think you, you know when we when we look at all these you know ridiculous for example shootings that have happened recently because of people just being afraid and i think i mentioned this last week you tend for whatever reason right now and this is it, it's been a thing that's been generated by some certain parts of media there's a sense of we should be if we should be so afraid of the other we otherize we then mm -hmm. we dehumanize and now we are afraid of them and now we're being told shoot first and ask questions later and i yeah. think if we go back to realizing that we don't nearly need to be as afraid as we think we are or think as we are being told to be yeah. um, i think we would do a lot a lot better i uh, on the flip side, yes, I think we should take people who want to come and take rights away very seriously because they've proven that it's not just idle rhetoric. Right. That's less of a fear and more of, a, I think, um, aspiring to 
a state of equity for everyone. But, you know, yeah, this will be be afraid of if you vote for this person, you know, all hell will break loose. The financial markets will crash. Immigrants will come streaming over the border. Uh, people come take your guns. Like all of this rhetoric that is, you know, drag queens are grooming your children. All of this fear rhetoric is, I think, doing more harm than good. And people believe it with no evidence to support it just because they're being told about it. Yeah. So stop stop believing the fear mongering. Love that. Love that. And use Google. Stop believing <laughs> the fear mongering. Use Google. There as you a go. Friend, that's, that's as a friend says, GTS it. Google that shit. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Look it oh, up. The number of times that I'm like, I can give you this information, but I'm just going to Google it. So why don't you just look it up? Like, okay. Yeah, right. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. I'm not your online assistant to find information. But sometimes it's just easier to do it and give it to them. I don't know. You got to yeah. you got to decide. Anyway. All right. So 20 years ago, the Christian rock band Switchfoot released the song Meant to Live. And it was a song that kind of launched them from just being in the sort of Christian contemporary music vein or CCM into other spaces. So like there were shows, commercials, et cetera, that started using their music, including that song. And people loved it. So one uh person on Twitter said, I'm not into religion, but I'm definitely into that one riff from that one Switchfoot song. Uh, and um, some people say it's the best thing to come out of Christianity and the only good thing Christianity has ever done for the world, which is obviously insane hyperbole. But people is it did no? love that song. <laughs> is it no? Do you guys do you guys remember that song? I had to I had to look it up. You had to look it up. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'll, I'll maybe I've... put in a 10 second riff into the podcast to uh, refresh our listeners. It's got kind of a memorable opening guitar riff. Um, but well, like, didn't Jars of Clay have a like song on the radio 10 they years did. before yeah, that jars of clay was was yeah. earlier than switchfoot and kind yeah. of did this, did this sort of crossover into beyond the christian that was absolutely that was more my jam and if i wanted and if i wanted to go like like you know hard rock metal you know what was, what was that a pod paid on delivery remember that band oh my gosh what they were called yeah, that has a little metal edge to them. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's where he went. But yeah, these guys were more rock than Jars of Clay for sure. They go on Switchfoot. Okay. I I think they were um n- not in the time that I was listening to contemporary Christian. Mm-hmm. Um and so it was kind of like between that period of time where I was listening to it and then like had to listen to it again because people were bringing songs into church and I was like, I don't know what this song is, you know. Like right. so it was like in that chasm in between. They um, were like on the tail end of when I was still sort of listening to that stuff regularly. And and I liked them. I mean, I. Yeah. I, I wouldn't well, say it's the best thing to come out of Christianity. <laughs> but I also like I've ne- I've never understood why it's like, why can't Chris like if you're a Christian musician, why can't you also be a good musician? Right. Like, why do you have to label it? Why do you have to label it in some? I mean, why isn't what? So there's, 
you know, the four chord joke or the three chord joke, yes. right. Of whatever. Well, there's that it's that in, in popular music too. Like it's not any different in right. popular music. Music is music. Music is, you know, in that way and music is catchy and you know, whatever, but this whole, I mean, U2 is unapologetically Christian in their music and is one of the biggest rock bands in the world. Like, of all time. yeah. And yeah. Um, I don't the care. list rock and roll hall of fame. Like, I don't care what I'm actually not a big U2 fan. Like I'll be honest about it, but like, yeah. nonetheless, I know, I know. I'm sorry. I will. I have, I will take one for the team. No, you, you, I'll I'll take that with you. Uh, okay. I mean, like I just it's just not my leaving me alone. I think they're overrated personally. I do too. You're but killing me, killing me. However, what I have a lot of respect for is their unapologeticness about no, this is what we believe, and of course that permeates all of our music. Versus, say, Mumford and Sons, who wrote this beautifully religious album and then ran, ran, ran far, far away, right? And we're like, no, 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 that's not what we're doing. And I was like, it's okay. Like, right. you're not less popular if you say, hey, this, we come from this place and this is what we believe. And that's right. what our music came up. That's how it came about. We didn't write it explicitly for Christian musicians. We wrote it for everybody. Right. And that's one thing. So I'll finish out this thought on Switchfoot that I think. Oh, I'm sorry. You, you had more? <laughs> no, no, no. Hey, listen, that I think you two. <laughs> And to some extent, Mumford and Sons, uh, perhaps before their reaction, but one writer says uh, two things made Switchfoot successful as a Christian band was that they remembered two things that Christians often forget. One is that most people can smell a church trap from a mile away and attempts, they say, to sneak a little Sunday morning into Friday nights. Don't fool anyone. In other words, they didn't feel a need to be overtly religious or 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 evangelical and then the second thing was people in this country don't need to be told about jesus like they didn't have to write a bunch of songs that were like explicitly invite jesus into your heart or thank you for saving me or you know usual christian trope song like they didn't do that they wrote things that appealed to humans that came from their place of faith i think some of this also has has to do with with the money aspect of it because Mm -hmm. Right. When you label yourself as a Christian musician, like to Shannon's point, even if you're a good musician and you write good songs, there are people who are automatically not going to listen to you yeah. as a result of that. Right. And, and then there's the stigma that comes along with that for the rest of the secular non-Christian world. Or if you say you're a Christian musician, oh, then you believe assumptions are made. That means you believe this. Yeah. That means you believe in abortion or you believe in whatever, whatever, whatever. So I think it makes sense for a band like, like I guess, Mumford, who who wants a wider audience and has a wider audience to say, no, we don't want to we don't want to alienate our fans who are not like straight up Christian. Um, and if we do that, we know we're going to lose a lot of audience. We might gain some new listeners, but not nearly as much as we're going to lose. So I think there's a specific um, marketing piece to this as well. And also right. you're, 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 you are more than your faith. Right. So, you know, to, you know, the example of YouTube that you use, yeah, everybody, every musician has some belief system, whether it's like, you know, evangelical all the way to atheism right. or humanism, whatever. And that 
that shows up in the music regardless but 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 i think not labeling yourselves as i am more than just this one box this one category and i think some people again for the same reasons want to be in that box want to be in that category want to be very loud about my faith is all that i am and the most important thing to me so here i am right like in terms of the second part of people don't need to be told about jesus i yeah. i agree that like i some of the most spiritually moving songs that i've ever heard are not explicitly christian songs right and right, never right. mention the word jesus right and at the same time where i disagree with that statement is like people do need to be told about actual jesus not well, whatever it is that you've made up that's but entirely Correct. Also not for the salvific purpose, right? But for the same reasons of what we want on our billboard. Because yes. like, hey, these stories might help you navigate this horrible world and help you be a better human. And isn't that what all stories should help us do kind of thing? It feels like you know? we need this big ad campaign called He Gets Us. About um, I, I listen. Let's. <laughs> <laughs> Let's let's talk. certainly spend billions of dollars yeah, so that right. Jesus, what would Jesus be, do? God, <laughs> that whole like it oh, made me so man. twitchy when it came out. I was like, I don't trust these people. I don't trust them. I don't trust I them at all. The ads weren't horrible, and that's what made it. That's like, what made it even more scary. Yes, I'm like, I don't hate this, but I feel like I should. <laughs> but this feels really icky. And where is he going? And why is he spending all this money? And anyway, whatever. Uh, no. And did it like, did anybody get converted? Did any, not that that's the goal for me, but like, I felt no, like it for was them, the goal for him. Yeah. Good question. Well, we'll check the kingdom rolls later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I haven't gotten oh. my, my quarterly report. <laughs> so speaking of overt religiosity, there was a small group of atheists in LA who worked to remove religious signs from public streets. You know, sometimes people just post stuff we're in high traffic areas so people can read John 316 or Jesus saves or whatever. And they now have a network that spans more than a handful of states with volunteers documenting and taking down illegally placed religious material on utility poles and overpasses across the country. And they call themselves atheist street pirates, which is a great name. That's such a great name. And the and name of my first book. There, there you go. <laughs> In your, was, in your think, forthcoming think, solo album. I was going to say, I think the band Switchfoot renamed itself. Renamed yeah. itself to Atheist uh, that, Street Pirates. That is awesome. audience. And so um, they're sort of the subset of uh, a nonprofit, Atheist United, based out of L.A., that seeks to empower people to express secular values and promote separation of government and religion. And so, you know, what they said, they're trying to counter the increasingly visible effort by Christian nationalists, evangelicals, and other types of what they call religious fanatics who are using our public land illegally for their proselytizing. So do you applaud what they're doing or should people be able to put religious or other messages in quote unquote public spaces? <laughs> or should they get free billboards? Seriously. <laughs> or paper? So I'm all for it. I am I am all for it. Removing them. Uh, 
Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm you are on board Team Pirate. But I'm also I'm. But here's the thing, right? If someone was throwing up verses of the Quran or or you know some something from the Tao Te Ching or anything, right. you know, the Christians would be the first people probably making a lot of noise about it, right? Yeah. There'd be Christian street pirates. <laughs> exactly. So either either let quotes from all religions stay up or no religions, but one religion should not have the monopoly. Yes. So I think about this starting from the opposite, like flipping this of what we were allowed to put on our religious grounds, right? Sure. So we were not allowed to have political signs on our church property. Right. Okay. I, I don't know if that's the same rules. That was the rule in New York. It's a rule in Maryland. So there were people that during election season would come and stick uh yarn campaign sign in our is that for for candidates or for like proposals or issues um i i only know about candidates i didn't yeah it's illegal for candidates i think for candidates yeah. yeah 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 i think so too and um and i had to remove them and somebody was watching me do that one day and they were like what's your problem what's your and i was like we legally cannot have political yeah. signs on our church property and they were like well give me those and i was like here by all means you know and so like i i sit there and i go then i feel like the now i think there's an argument to be made about public signage public built like like i wonder right i'll wonder this out loud i never did but panera has a community events billboard right at every panera i've ever been to i never went to them and said we have church things can i put those on your billboard but well, you're like, missing out. I always do that. See, but but like that's one, that's a company that gets to decide that. But I'm like, yes. you know, if we can't have political signs on our property, then we shouldn't be allowed to put church signs on, you know, political property, right? Like government property. No, so no I'll doubt. I'll say if one needs to be true, the other needs to be true. And I want the first one to be true. Yes. Like, you know, I don't yep. want the churchyard full of political signs. Correct. Also, I need to hear from the person who driving down the street saw Jesus saves and goes like, you know, and what? said, "Fuck that noise." <laughs> and like... Or that's not where it was going. That's not where he was going. That's usually what happens. But I, I, I want, I want the call from the person who says, "Jesus sign, Jesus saves," and suddenly goes, "You know what? I need to rethink my whole life, and I need to become saved." And I'm well, going to church this Sunday. How do I, I donate to Jimmy Swagger right you know, now? That's right. all I'm saying. Is Billy Graham still alive? How do I get to him? No. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah, right. Well, so if you drive where I grew up, if you drive, I'm sure actually rural Maryland is the same way. But if you drive through, there's all of these signs that are like, are you prepared for hell? You're go everywhere. like, you're like, yeah. those are everywhere. Right. So yes. it's like, who, like, who is actually driving down the road going, oh, I am not prepared for hell. Like I need to get my life together. Anyway. Yes, there's ones that are in, in our area that they, the billboard will be divided in half. One side will be blue for heaven and the other is like flames with hell. But the blue looks like it's got like icicles. And it's like, I don't want to freeze or burn. Like, is, right. there, a, is there a lukewarm <laughs> is, option? Is there just like, a, I'll just take 70 degrees. Where's our field of wildflowers, Brian? <laughs> yeah, 70 degrees and breezy. Like, is that an option? Can I just go to San Diego? That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
I, I feel it's interesting along the lines of the whole uh, he gets us campaign. A lot of money being put into, I think, a lot of misguided notions. I think it's one yeah. thing if you are like a you know a church, a spiritual community, uh, uh, you know, a temple, and you wanna you wanna advertise. Here's when we have our services. You know, maybe right. here's what we're about. That's one thing. But just like these random Bible verses and yes. and and stuff, it makes it makes absolutely no sense again because honestly what what is your what is the return on your investment in yeah. terms of somebody seeing an ad and and also being being scared to be being being so scared in the moment of seeing your ad that you're like let me let me haul ass to the nearest church like i don't <laughs> right or these people who will buy like seats right behind home plate so they can hold up john 316 right. or zone at, where they know the tv cameras will be on them and they're like this is our chance to get our message out and everybody behind them is super pissed because they can't right. see the ball game anymore right it's like who is watching a baseball or nfl game sees a not everyone even knows what that would refer to anymore uh, something that says john 316 and is like, oh, let me go find that right now. That must be the secret to the universe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just, I yeah, like what, you know, what it, what is the point of putting? So, what you know, what's the point of putting up a sign when there's not dialogue, when there's not conversation, when there's not relationship, when there's not transformation? Right? Like, I think the point is is lazy activism. Yeah, I do think that's the point. That's what it is. You feel like you've done something. You feel like you've done something. Like people who, you know, make make their Instagram profile photo black square for right or something. And hey, whoa, easy. You know, there's (laughs) listen. I'm throwing myself under the bus here too. Okay, all right, fair enough. Um, the but because there is there is there is something to saying like. I'm uh, the people within my sphere of influence. I'm going to somehow do this thing to make them aware of this issue. And that's not the work. That's, that's like maybe, you know, one hundredth of 1% of the work. What, what else are you doing? So I think, yes, but I think that's also my question of like, and this goes back to like, does the country need Jesus need to hear about Jesus, right. Of like, making someone aware of the issue and do people need to become aware of the Jesus saves issue? Like, is that the issue we need to like, we need more awareness of like, right. Like, is it the heaven hell thing? That is what it hasn't hasn't really been working so far. Well, that's kind of what I'm saying is I think it's time to change tactics a little bit. Well, Um, again, we need to check the kingdom roles, see where things stand. Well, I mean, they did try to do a Super Bowl ad and then we complained about that. So like, clearly it's our fault for just complaining (laughs) about everything. You know, nothing, nothing they do is good enough. Right. So the Street Pirates' goal is to clear city streets of religious propaganda. Uh, for example, they list American flags that declare prayer changes things that they've seen attached to chain link fences and you know on panels visible from the freeway, as well as bright yellow Jesus saves signs. Because what what could change someone's life than a bright yellow Jesus saves sign? Lord, it's I like I mean he would. 
he was kind of a hoarder, a bit of a miser. He had a you know <laughs> little side bank account I've, going. I've I've actually seen uh, more Sorry. than once under Jesus saves. Someone came and like tacked on a spray painted. Didn't save himself though, did he? <laughs> oh, now you sound like one of the other thieves on the cross. <laughs> just just saying. I, I just, I mean, I, I don't, I do mind the like judgmental you're going to hell signs. I do. Like, I think those are, I think those are bad for business for all of us. Right. Like I just don't yes. feel like it's good for any of us. Like I just highlighting hell was never Jesus I, main <laughs> mission or even side mission. No, not even remotely. I, I, yeah, I'm just going back, but I'm also going back to like, are they taking them from truly public government kind of property or uh, like how well, not far just is government, this going? Though. Not just government, I think. Some of these are just like, it's it's like, I, or is it, if it's public land, does that mean it's government? I guess I'm not. I, well, that's, I mean. Or it's like not exactly clear who owns the property, I think in some cases. Yeah, I mean, so I get, I get if it's on like the courthouse lawn, yeah, absolutely remove oh, it, right? Course. That shouldn't be allowed. Like public parks even, okay. But again- But around here, for example, like on one of our local highways- Highways are tags with all kinds of things. I don't know. That that to me is like, who cares? Yeah, it, well, one of our local- to, does, any, does any one group ever need to impose its- religion and beliefs on anyone else that i mean that's always the question for me i think that i i think that you know by now if anyone really needs to find out more about the faith they know where to go they know how to find it we got we got google we got churches on every corner people don't know google to it right. <laughs> just if you're kind of wondering it's he gets us.com stop it contact oh, one seriously. of us <laughs> seriously we, don't google don't, us they don't need any more help no um but but that's my that's why i don't see the point anymore maybe you know a few hundred years ago there might have been a point to this but i don't think there's a point anymore to to this sort of propaganda and again imposing one's faith because i think it's coming from a from a a perspective that some sort of religious faith is necessary in one's life and it's not mm -hmm. ostensibly mm. uh you know we, we we have perfectly perfectly good people who are humanists who are atheists who are you know we we don't need a religious faith as as an anchor for any reason in our life or or necessarily a christian one or a christian one Christianity yeah. being a religion so yes no I know but I'm saying well, but, like yeah. but people probably think, specifically a Christian one. okay people imagine one religion if you talk about somebody removing religious propaganda we're talking about Christianity right or well we're not necessarily but like I think well, all of our minds in know, this country there. that's the issue yeah. right by because and but and isn't one could also argue that for them this is them adhering to their faith because didn't Jesus say go spread the gospel to the ends of the earth <laughs> so ends of the earth will include every uncovered surface in, in well, the city but then saint francis said and if necessary use words so you know i mean well, jesus also words, made fun of the people words. that stood on the corner and read long prayers and Correct. blah blah blah, blah. Them too. 
So, and we're, to, so, I, I don't know. Say, I, there's a farm near a highway here and they've got a big semi-trailer set out on their own private property. And it's got like abortion is murder in like red. It's like, you can't miss it. And mm-hmm. I would just love some atheist street pirates to just take care of that, even though it's on private property. See, and that, I mean, I really would like, that's private property. And it's private property, but it's a public view. I, like the public can't be shielded from it. We can argue whether any property should be private. <laughs> Well, I think that's a whole other discussion. Come back next week. Or whether property actually is private or whether we get to own land, which is a whole thing, right? But yes. nonetheless, right. I want to be able to put my Black Lives Matter and my hate has a no home here and my immigrants are a blessing on my house. You go. Then that guy gets to put a big ass semi-trailer with abortion is murder on his. He just does. Oh, and and here's right. the thing: we're not we're not changing anyone's mind. We're just we're <laughs> stating what we believe, and then people who people already made their minds up, and that's affirming their beliefs. No, no one who was walking down the street with the mindset of abortion is murder is suddenly gonna see a sign in somebody's window that said abortion is healthcare and go, "Oh shit, I had this wrong the whole time." Like yeah. it doesn't happen that way. Oh my god, I never considered that it was murder before. Right? Like, right. and at the same time. I, I think there is there is value in in folks knowing that you know who may be in in some position of need, knowing that hey, I'm not alone in this. Here, are people supporting my belief, and yes, it 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 goes it goes both ways. Um, and uh, you know, this brings up the question: is is something like that, which is more of a you know a public health sort of um, yeah. issue? Um, the same as a religious issue, and I think I mean you know there's an overlap there. Every the black and white, everything's gray, and some people, you know, the anti-abortion camp more often than not make it a religious issue. Um, but then comes back to the why are you imposing your religion on my healthcare choices? So right. again, make yeah. it make everything legal, and people will just choose what they want to choose for themselves. That's, hey, that's my Mm. there's my billboard make everything legal choose wisely no and be best be best melania (laughs) make everything legal google it first then choose wisely there we go hey there you go Uh, isn't that what trump wanted to do didn't he just want to make everything legal so he could do whatever he wanted i I mean but hey it's including tax evasion it's sort of working up for marijuana, isn't it? Right? We're, Let's we're just not legalizing make... it all over the states are and people. But are... we also have extensive science and data that says, hey, guys, this really isn't what you think that's it where is. The, that's where we... the Google it comes in. I mean, <laughs> and let's not let's not make overthrowing democracy legal. Um, no. You know, Google everything but Christianity and you'll be fine. <laughs> wow. Or Google it and choose wisely. <laughs> there you go. Eyes wide open. I mean, right. I, I I think this is this is where you get into the moral law versus the, you know, governmental law. Yeah. Well, right. That's right. I mean, you could. What's go an the purely, ethical law? The purely libertarian path, where it's you know, no restrictions on anything, and choose choose your favorite path. Choose your own adventure, Brian. <laughs> yes. There you go. There you go. There you go.
And I never thought I would sound this libertarian in my life. Yeah, you, <laughs> like that's you, that's a first for me. You, you were going that way. It's, I hear it's you. all that world travel, Logan. Seriously, kind of is. This guy's just laissez-faire, live and let live. It's like democracy is the best government except for all the other ones. Or, or, <laughs> or we could learn about others and maybe there's a better one. Maybe. All right. So do you think aging can be reversed? And if it could, should it? There's uh, an organization called Maximum Life Foundation, founded by David Kikich, if I'm saying that right, a well-known figure among researchers and activists who believe that lifespan can be greatly expanded. And their goal is to reverse the human aging process by 2033, which is important because we're all on the clock here. Unfortunately, Kikich did die in 2021, so it didn't come in time for him. But his body was cryogenically frozen in case one day, you know, there's technology, he can be revived. Um, but they have a process right now where they're doing clinical trials, um, delivering anti-aging genes into patients' brains. Um, and this is particularly to treat dementia, which is supposed to help reverse um, dementia and cellular aging. Anyway, would you participate in a clinical trial of something that is, I guess, under further testing and you're one of the test case subjects. No, um, thank you. <laughs> okay, that's one answer. Uh, um, when you say aging can be reversed, I think slowed is what we're going for. Uh, right. You know, because we're, we're going to all Benjamin Button this thing. Read yeah. the fine print. <laughs> exactly. exactly. But when it comes to, when it, I think when it comes to age-related, um, you know, diseases, for lack of a better word, like like dementia and stuff like that. If, if we can create something that I think um, could, could slow that or even even bring an end to that, absolutely, I am, I am all for that. Um, and I think, I mean, a lot, a lot of this is vanity related. I would, I would know from the, was that the, 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 the two, three years I was uh, fooling no one by dyeing my hair. Yeah. A lot of this, a lot of this is vanity related. A lot of it yeah. is, is fear of death related Yeah. Um, as yeah. well. Um, so, so I think those are issues to look at. I think when it, if, if I can keep an aging parent or myself uh, lucid and with us and yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all for that. If I'm seeing early signs of, dimension within myself and there's a clinical trial absolutely sign me up yeah um, and if and if right. the side effect is like, i think that's I, different yeah. i look good 38 if a side effect is i look like i'm 38 forever take that yeah. I, I'll, I'll take that too so i've read a little bit more about this foundation and yes. i mean I, I think they are so there was an there's a interview with it or somebody and they went to their convention it was a, I don't remember where it was. It must have been somewhere on NPR. I just don't remember what show. Um, but like the they're genuinely like we can we will never die. Like that's the goal. Oh, they are. Um, yeah. So from what I understood, if it's the same organization, which I'm pretty sure it is, like they're like, no, 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 no. We're gonna so all these people are like we're gonna cryogenically freeze and blah, blah, blah. So that when you figure out how I can never die, bring me back and that way I'll never die. So we um, could speak directly, hypothetically, to David Kikich, who's tuning in in the year 2839. 
Yeah. Like that's, I think that's the idea. And there's some like, so not just the ramifications of that, of our, like our physical bodies have a time limit on this earth. Right. But there's also a, like, there's only so much world and there's only so many people that can live on the world. And (laughs) what happens when nobody ever dies and like we keep reproducing i've always thought that with with christian theories of the resurrection of the dead on the earth and i'm like you know there would be nowhere to put everyone there's there's nowhere to go nowhere to go guys nowhere to go i so yes of course like i think so in terms of like clinical trial like so i've actually been part of clinical trials before um, I was part of the HV, HPV vaccine clinical trial when I was in college. I'm super proud of that work. Like, I mean, I didn't do much, but show up and get an injection and whatever. But like when that vaccine came out, I was super proud of that work. Um, right. I was part of a study on um, it, anesthesia and people with natu- the redhead gene, like that sure. also yes. came to some fruition. Cool. Um, yeah, so I like I'm not afraid of clinical trial. Um, I've thought seriously about the Johns Hopkins one where they give they do dosing, they do microdosing, and ask if you have a like religious experience. I'm like, oh, cool. that sounds fun. Let's do that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but I'm also like, I didn't feel comfortable doing that while serving a church. <laughs> yeah, suddenly you'll be like, I'm not serving a church, but I'm ready to preach. Where can I? Right. <laughs> like, what's going on? <laughs> I got some things to say. Who needs a sermon? <laughs> I regular dosed one time, not microdose. I will tell you, it was a transformative experience. Yeah, like that, but that's what they were studying is like what you like if, and they wanted people who were religious, who had a spiritual background to like see what happened. Um, Anyway, so I'm not against that. And I agree, Ogan, like if I or someone I loved had cancer, Alzheimer's, like, and there was a clinical trial, we would work as hard as we could to get them into that. This to me is different and I also think the words anti-aging are really, um, they've been co-opted or or they're really misleading right. here, right? Well, they say like, root, not just anti, but reverse the aging process, which literally is the Benjamin Button idea. Well, and it's the like, we want to never die. That's our goal. Like we're afraid right. of death and we want to never, ever die. And, you know- um, They've been traumatized by all those stories of hell. So, from there, even and listen, hell. what is what is dead may never die. But nonetheless, if you're a Game of Thrones fan, um, <laughs> and listen, like okay, so Logan mentioned his hair. Let's be like, I'm starting to get the neck thing in my. I'm technically in the last year of my early 40s. That's how I've decided to play it. Nice. Um, at 43. But, you know, I'm starting to get that thing that all my aunts have and whatever. And, you know, the arms aren't going to bounce back no matter how many like weights I lift. And there's just some things. And I'm like, you know what? But I find I will say that I find people who have not cosmetically changed themselves much more attractive than people who have. And maybe that's my own like bias in that direction. But. So I'm very weary of anything kind of anti-aging thing. There are times where people have done things and you're like, it's pretty clear you did something and it doesn't quite look right. Yeah. Now I'm not talking about like moisturize people. I'm telling you (laughs) 20 year olds, if you're listening, moisturize, wear your sunscreen, 
Correct. Everybody 40 and up wishes they had mm -hmm. listened to that advice. <laughs> Correct. Because I don't know if my arms are never going to not look like this anymore. Like, I just don't know. <laughs> and you know what? You do you. I mean, I, yeah. I think we all have to evaluate, you know, how we appear in the world. And obviously appearance is a thing that, you know, is tied to how we feel about ourselves for better or worse. Absolutely. So I don't blame anyone who takes steps to have an appearance that they prefer. Like, I don't. I don't know. You know what, Brian, that's such a good point, though. Like, I don't either. And what I'm trying to say is like this, what this is talking about is a different it's thing than it's not that right. Yes. Like if you dye in your hair, like, oh, and if that made you feel good, like it's why we didn't care. Right. Like it's why nobody cares that women dye their hair or whatever. Like we just said, Ogan's died and gone to Morocco. Nice <laughs> <laughs> one. Oh, How, by the way, did I, he I, die I, everything though? And that I don't want to know because Facebook hey, will kick oh. us off again. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get kicked off everything. We, we are we are we're already off. Um in, interest, <laughs> interestingly enough, I didn't I didn't need to die everything. Oh, that is interesting. Bingo. Go figure. Bingo. <laughs> um I looked up uh the maximum life foundation. Oh good. Yes. Um you're on their wait list. Is, by the way, just one more letter and they'd be MILFs. So <laughs> I just want to like because I was like, I you couldn't pronounce like MLF. You couldn't do it without, you know, without saying MILF. Without yeah. saying MILF. There's a vowel need in there. Um, their website is non-existent. Um, oh no. What? And on Facebook, their their last post was on was on February 16th. It's a nice uh uh it's a nice uh repost of a, a I'll read it. The conscious person uses the world as a mirror to better understand and to master themselves. The unconscious person attacks the mirror because they do not realize it's a mirror. That sounds beautiful. That sounds deep. Before then, their post before that was September of 2021. Oh. The GoFundMe Go to raise funds for the founder's ill health. Yeah, he died in 21. He so died. nobody's posted... So this is really this is really he was one the guy. only <laughs> uh, that the maximum that life foundation is one guy guy <laughs> yeah and he's dead so now they can't update their social media he's he's dead and the somebody accidentally down. got put on and reposted this actually beautiful quote on the really? wrong page <laughs> so, some, something happened so that's amazing I, I think that should be a cautionary tale around so obsession with living with living too long but but part of it also is we live we live in a society and a culture unfortunately which is spreading uh, yeah. more and more where aging is not revered right? right or elders are not revered we're not you know there was there was a time when when you became an elder you aspired to that you be, you you became you know the 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 wise man the 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 crone you were you were elevated the your, your your town your village your tribe society took care of you mm -hmm. right um that doesn't happen anymore right, right now you know if you're lucky your family will take care of you or if you you know bought into have enough money capitalist <laughs> grind you, you've saved some money yeah or you know sometimes you have family members who see you now as a burden and they stick you in an old folks home or something the the we and i think that's why there is this um, this fear around aging mm. because you know 
ageism ageism is a thing and you're going to be cast out you're going to be seen as less valuable and nobody nobody wants that for themselves so i think it's an invitation to 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 rethink how we treat not just aging but the aged yeah well and and where i listen he can believe what he wants and if he wants to live forever and whatever what my issue is rather than treat dementia directly right or rather than put money and research into preventing this disease you know like those kind of yeah. things that's where i start to have issue is like listen we these are realities that we need to put time and energy and money into yeah. because they're hurting a lot of people so i'm sorry right. that you're afraid to die but like there there are a lot of people really suffering out there that we need to help Right yeah, now. it's like a two, if there's two parts of this, because yeah, we're all for solving real things, as you said, like Alzheimer's, which are really, you know, life destroying and relationship and tragic. I mean, absolutely tragic, tragic. just yeah. straight up tragic. And so yes, we need to put money into that research. But it feels like this sort of pipe dream, of the other stuff. So well, and also, speaking of speaking of ageism, uh, the reason I don't want uh, Joe Biden to run again. It's not because of his age. I just think the dude is not progressive enough. <laughs> like that. Oh that's yeah, that's where it com comes comes down to. We, but, more but on that is, in post show, but I think your point is taken that a lot of people are just saying, "Well, he's too old," yeah. and not getting at the real issue. Exactly. You know, or, and it, and using ageism to not have to talk about the real issues. Exactly. And and you're absolutely right. Yeah. Well, thank you, friends, for tuning in to Pub Theology Live. You can show your love for the show by becoming a supporter on Patreon. Get access to pre and post show banter and more. Visit patreon.com slash ptlive to get started. And again, a big thank you to our current patrons. You can listen anytime on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Our top cities this week are Dallas, Texas. Columbus, Ohio, and Brian's listening to the podcast again. Holland, Michigan. Yay! Woo! <laughs> uh, you can watch the videos of these conversations, except for today, because we got kicked off on Facebook Live. And if you'd like to start a pub theology gathering in your town, find support and resources at pubtheology.com. So until next time, friends, drink responsibly and keep those conversations flowing. Can you imagine if we did all this and got kicked off the live stream and I forgot to hit record? <laughs> <laughs> Do we even exist then? <laughs> right. It was a great show, but no one was in the forest to hear it.